Contract 10, Chapter 75, Concluding the Rajasuya and Duryodhana laughed at. The Honorable King said, All the people of God, O Brahmin, who assembled at the Rajasuya sacrifice of Ajata Shatru, were delighted about the great festivity they saw. All the kings, the sages and enlightened souls, so I heard, my lord, except for Duryodhana. Please, tell us what the reason was. The son of Vyasa said, At the Rajasuya sacrifice of the great soul who is your grandfather, the family members, who were bound in divine love, were engaged in humbly serving his cause. Bhima was in charge of the kitchen. Duryodhana supervised the finances. Sahadeva managed the reception, and Nakula procured the required items. Arjuna served the preceptors. Krishna washed the feet. The daughter of Drupada served the food, and the magnanimous Karna handed out the gifts. Yuyudhana, Vikarna, Hardikya, Vidura and others like the sons of Bhalika, headed by Burishrava and Santardana, were eager to please the king, willing to engage in the different duties during the elaborate sacrifice or best of the kings. After the king of Chedi had entered the feet of the master of the Sattvatas, the priests, the prominent officials, the highly learned and all the best well-wishers, being well honored with pleasing words, auspicious offerings and gifts of gratitude, executed the Avabrita bathing ceremony in the heavenly river. During the Avabrita celebration, the music sounded of a variety of gumuka horns, kettle drums, large drums, murdangas, smaller drums and conch shells. Female dancers danced and singers sang joyfully in groups as the loud sound of their venas, flutes and hand cymbals reached the heavens. The kings wearing necklaces of gold, took off together with foot soldiers, nice flags and banners of different colors and well-ornamented majestic elephants, chariots and horses. The Yadus, Srinjayas, Kambojas, Kurus, Kekayas and Koshalas, with their armies headed by the king, the performer of the sacrifice, made the earth tremble. The officials, the priests and the Brahmins of excellence loudly vibrated Vedic mantras, while the demigods and sages, the forefathers and singers of heaven, sang praises and rained down flowers. Men and women, nicely adorned with sandalwood paste, garlands, jewelry and clothes, smeared and sprinkled each other, playing with various liquids. The courtesans were by the men playfully smeared with oil, yogurt and perfumed water with plenty of turmeric and vermilion powder, and they smeared them in return. The queens, guarded by soldiers, went out to witness this first hand, just as did the wives of the gods in their celestial chariots in the sky. By their cousins and friends being sprinkled in their turn, they offered a beautiful sight with their blossoming faces and shy smiles. Squirting their brothers-in-law, their friends and so on with syringes, in their excitement their arms, breasts, thighs and waists became visible because their dresses got drenched and loosened and the braids of small flowers in their hair slipped. With their charming play, they thus agitated the ones who are impure of mind. The emperor mounted his chariot harnessed with the finest horses, 
and shone, hung with gold, with his wives in all directions, like he was the king of sacrifices, the Raja Suya, with all its rituals, in person. After the priests had guided him through the Patni Samyajja and Afabrita ceremonies, they made him perform the Achyamana of sipping water for purification, and bathe in the Ganges together with Drupadi. The kettle drums of the gods resounded together with those of the human beings, while the demigods, the sages, the forefathers and the humans released a downpour of flowers. Following this, humans of all occupational and spiritual orders bathed in that place where even the greatest sinner can instantly be freed from all contamination. The king next put on a new set of silken garments and nicely ornamented honoured the priests, the officials and the Brahmins with jewellery and clothing. The king, devoted to Narayana, in diverse ways went at length in proving his respects to the kings, his friends, well-wishers, direct family, more distant relatives as also to others. All the men with their jewels and earrings flowers and turbans, jackets and silken garments, as also with the most precious pearl necklaces, shone like the demigods. The women also radiated brilliantly with the beauty of their faces, adorned with pairs of earrings and locks of hair, and wearing golden belts. O king, the highly qualified priests, the officials, the Vedic experts, the Brahmins, the Kshatriyas, Vaishas, Shudras and the kings who had come and together with their followers, the planetary rulers, the spirits, the forefathers and demigods had been worshipped, then, with his permission, all returned to their abodes. Like mortal men drinking Amarita, they never had enough of glorifying the great celebration of the Raja Suya sacrifice performed by the wise king, the servant of the Lord. In his love for his family members, friends and relatives, King Yurishtira then stopped them. He was in pain about being separated from Krishna. My dear, in order to please him, the Supreme Lord then stayed there. The Yadu heroes, headed by Samba, he sent off to Dwaraka. The king, the son of Dharma, by Krishna being freed from his feverish condition, thus successfully managed to cross over the so difficult to overcome ocean of his great ambition. When Duryodhana one day saw the opulence in the palace, he was troubled by the greatness of the Raja Suya and of him, Yurishtira, whose life and soul belonged to Achyuta. All the different opulences of the kings of men, the kings of the demons and the kings of the gods could be seen there. With that wealth that was provided by the cosmic architect Maya Danava, the daughter of King Drupada served her husbands. The Kuru prince lamented, for his heart was fixed on her. The thousands of queens of the Lord of Mathura were there also present at the time, most attractive with their waists and heavy hips moving around slowly on their feet that charmingly tinkled, wearing their pearl necklaces reddened by the kumkuma from their breasts, and with their beautiful faces richly adorned with earrings and locks of hair. In the assembly hall, constructed by Maya, it so happened that the son of Dharma, the emperor in person, in the company of his attendants, his family and also Krishna, who was his very eye, was seated on a throne of gold, being endowed with opulences of supreme rulership, and praised by court poets like he was Indra. 
there a king, then entered Duryodhana, surrounded by his brothers. Proud as a peacock, wearing a crown and necklace, he with a sword in his hand was ranting angrily. Bewildered by the magic of Maya, taking the solid floor for water, he held the end of his garment high, but further up he fell into water that he mistook for a solid floor. Bhima, seeing it, laughed out loudly, just as the women, the kings, and the rest did, my dear. Even though they were checked by the king, it carried the approval of Krishna. He, Duryodhana, burning with anger, embarrassed with his face turned down, being heard within, left for Hastinapura, whereupon from the saintly ones rose a very noisy, Alas! Alas! Ajatashatru, the king, felt a little sad, while the Supreme Lord, from whose glance the bewilderment had risen, kept silent. He was prepared to remove the burden from the earth. O king, this is what I have to tell you concerning your question about the bad-heartedness of Duryodhana during the great Rajasuya sacrifice. 